Support for this podcast comes from Home Depot Pro. With an inventory of more than 100,000 products, the Home Depot Pro's product selection includes both the name brands you seek and the exclusive brands you trust. For more information, go to www.ebarnett.com. Welcome to Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful you're here. As a reminder, all episodes of the Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube as well as your podcast player of choice. Also, if you're a non-member interested in learning more about SGI and how we can help your business grow both on the top and bottom line while also becoming a part of the contracting industry's largest network of contractors, we have Profit Day seminars in St. Louis, Lansing, Michigan, Atlanta, Little Rock, Arkansas, Nashville, and Chicago. Give us a call at 866-299-8505 to attend. SGI members in those markets, if you'd like to come and share with everyone your experience with the group, give your coach a call. We greatly appreciate your help. Today's show is part two of an in-depth interview I did with Gus Antos, owner of Milestone in the DFW market, as well as part owner of SGI. If you haven't watched or listened to part one, I highly recommend that you do so. Gus shared a wealth of insight into branching into new businesses, talent acquisition, managing labor costs while keeping a great culture, and a whole bunch more. Uh, In this episode, Gus tackles a host of other topics. Uh, He gives us insight into how a call center scales as you grow from, say, a $2 or $5 million business into one projected to do $150 million in 2022. Uh, Gus divulges how he's handling materials costs skyrocketing, as well as the difficulties in acquiring vehicles in today's environment. Uh, We also dip back into the topic of culture when he and I talk about leadership development. I had to get Gus's thoughts on the current merger and acquisition environment, and I asked him why he's chosen not to sell, even though he was recently proposed the highest multiple ever in the history of the home services industry for Milestone, as it was told to him. And finally, I had Gus give us his thoughts for Milestone's future. Uh, He gives us a glimpse into how he sees it becoming a $1.2 billion business over the next 15 years. So without further ado, here's part two of my discussion with Gus Santos of Milestone in DFW. I hope you enjoy it and take away a nugget or two. I want to pivot a little bit uh, from field to call center. Yep. I, I feel like I'm guilty of not talking about yeah. that enough. What are some of the, I mean, you, your call center now is, it's in its own building, right? Yep. And that's that's all within the last couple of years, yep. right? What, what are some of the things as you scale up from five to 10 to 20, what are some of the issues that, that happen that you've learned in your call center and scaling? Maybe some of the, the things you hit your head on and went, boy, I'm glad. I, yeah, I wish I would have known that. I need to tell other people that. Yeah, great question. Uh, the first thing uh, that just randomly comes to my mind is the best call taker isn't going to be the best call center manager. Right. Seems really obvious. Uh, Not Russ. I mean, we hear that all the time. But, yeah. uh, we did it wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing I would tell you is that in a con it's, and it's really a contact center. Mm-hmm. We got text messages, we got emails, oh, yeah. we got phone calls, right. we have online scheduling, we have all types of stuff. Sure. We have outbound phone calls, we have advantage. So there's a lot going on there. Right. Um, in the contact center, it it's constantly evolving. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, at some points, the right person 
uh, one of the right people uh, was Missy. She works with, with SGI now. She was absolutely right for us at the time. Brought her in, incredible with working with team, building the environment, this, that, and the other. Man, the thing started to shift pretty quick where it became heavily data-driven. Interesting. And Missy, I'm not saying she couldn't do it. I think she was like, man, if I could just go work and help SGI and not have to worry about Gus asking me about all these stupid numbers, Yeah. yeah. I could figure that out. I would sure. just rather go work with these other people. That's my skill set. Right. Well, man, the, the, the call center quickly becomes... An analytics. An analytics. Wow. Because it's... How many I mean, it makes sense, but yeah. yeah. How many phone calls are coming in? When yeah. are they coming in? When do we need to be staffed? Um, how can we shift load yeah. at the appropriate times? Forecasting that out by the time of year. How much are we? How much is it costing us per booked call? I mean, it gets really dicey yeah. really quick. Where really and truly, uh, data teams are running our call center, That's and fancy. now we have the people people. Yeah. That are leading the small groups. Okay. But I think that's one of the things that I would tell people is, you know, if if you're starting to scale the business and you're not taking that approach to the contact center, yeah. you're in trouble. So uh, you're probably going to be tired of me asking this yeah. question, but I'm, I'm always fascinated by who these people are that, yeah. that step in these positions that have no, you know, third date. So where did you go to find a person like this, this data analyst? Like, how, yeah, because you know you're there, from the trades. I, I yeah. remember you when you were a young guy who started. You know, yeah. so where uh, did that? Where, how'd you figure that out? Uh, we unintentionally figured out on the contact center we need more analytics. Yeah. We had someone that started giving us data. We started asking the questions like, well, you know, how many calls come in on Monday at a two? And why, you know, the software, it should be able to tell us this is where we're dropping calls and how many people would we need at that time to not drop calls. But we don't want to overpay and no one can take the break at this time. But everyone, I mean, and so somebody in the business started poking around on that. And I was like, that's actually a really good way of thinking about it. Then that turned us on to, well, man, we may be missing something here. Right. So then you go out and you start poking around. And there's, as we know, they call it a million ways to make a million. I'm using that as there's a million different job functions that we just don't even know exist outside right. the, the home service industry. Sure. And so you go put a posting and you get people that have worked at big banks. You get people that work technology companies. You get people that work at tax companies. Yeah. That are that are data driven analytics people. They yeah. don't care what you do. What you do. It's a number. They are able to get the data and then bring it into a, a way that makes sense. So it wasn't a headhunter situation. It was just a post an ad and see what post an ad and people come in. That's fascinating. And and actually those people are the easiest and funnest to hire because yeah. they've rarely been in an organization that is a people organization. So they embrace it. They embrace it. They typically cool. been in an industry where it's all data. Yeah. And it's led by data people. Yeah. Well, we're a people business, and they get to come in like this is actually kind of fun. Fun, yeah. And so um, I would tell that people that to people for the contact center. Um, I would tell people, man, you know, the bigger, the faster you get there. Just the dispatching and all that. It's yeah. an ever changing landscape. What you did last year may not work anymore. Right. I don't have the answer because I don't know where everyone's at. Sure. I don't have the answer for us because I don't know where we're going and yeah. we're experiencing. Every single year, we're experiencing new pain in the in the uh, the contact center. What are you seeing a shift? I mean, you mentioned texts and, and the bots and all that stuff. Like, what are, are you getting less and less inbound calls and more through different communication vehicles, or is it still pretty much? It's ninety seven percent is coming calls. Yeah, it's 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 the uh, it's the whole idea around ease of use. Yeah, I don't think people buying calling. 
but uh, people didn't mind calling taxi cabs right. until Uber came. Sure. So we just have to have the ability for people to do other things. Yeah. So a big thing for us is just texting. Okay. You know, if it drives me nuts, if American Airlines texts me and says, let's just use that example, not the best example, but I'll use it. American Airlines texts me and says, your flight's canceled, do not respond. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> call us. Yeah. So one thing that we do is if we text you something, it says, uh, feel free to respond. And there's a, it feels like there's a human being with a phone on the other end of it. Yeah. And so we're just having conversations okay. like that. And okay. I, we do get a lot of that. Interesting. It's usually post the, the initial booking of the call. Okay. It's so it's not the original inbound text. But once somebody's used us, they'll text you, they'll text us. And all you have to do is text us in and say, uh, uh, can I have a plumber tomorrow? Uh, and we just re oh, respond man. back because our system says it's Mr. You know, it's Bob. And uh, yeah, sure. What time do you want them? Yeah. Great. We'll be there from 12 to 2. See you then. Okay. Done. Nice. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm always fascin <clears throat> fascinated about how outbound calling and, and gold dust and handling it. What, what is the process in Milestone? Let's say it's an HVAC system. You know, you didn't close it, but yeah. I mean, that's there's potential twenty thousand dollars sale. Yeah, we're not good at that. <laughs> we we that's something that's been on our goal board. Okay. The times that we've done it in the past, we yeah. haven't had terrible great success with it. Okay. Like if the the times we have it in the past, yeah. If our really good our our HAC salespeople are good. Yeah. I think most people's are. Yeah. Because they have a pretty big incentive to be good. Oh sure. It's rare that you call someone. And you're like, hey, I know we left you a bid yesterday. Do you want to do it? And they go, oh, yeah, uh, sure. Let's go ahead and do it. Right. That guy tried everything in the world to get that sale. There is an opportunity, I am sure. Uh, and I've seen other people talk about it. But when you really, the, the companies I've seen are really good at it. Uh, they don't have very good salespeople. Sales I'm like, well, if you're leaving a million dollars a month by people calling out, like, what are your salespeople yeah, doing? Yeah, that's true. So... We haven't quite figured that out yet. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't figured that out. Okay. How, how about, so that's the HVAC side. How about like electrical and plumbing where it's not the big replacement item. It's the, you know, there's three options and they took the lowest option, but they really need the, the, the top option, that kind of yeah. stuff. Do, do you not even worry about that? Because you're we just, don't. so many calls are coming in at this point. We don't. And um, I mean, generally my belief is people want us in and out of their lives as fast as possible. Sure. If we came out to your house, you chose one of the options in, in this scenario and we did it, Yeah. you don't want to talk to Milestone until something else comes up. Yeah. Um, additionally, you know, uh, if we did do some work and we left an estimate on the rest of it, Yeah. I mean, most people, what, what I would tell you is, is the only way that we've seen success in capturing that business is uh, by changing the price. Oh, okay. So we left you a $5,000 estimate, and then we ha we have to have a reason for you to say yes. Yeah. And it's, hey, you know, we were out there, and we left you this estimate. It's $5,000. A couple things have changed we thought you'd want to be aware of. One of our manufacturers said that they're uh, uh, going to give us a deal on this, plus this is our slowest time. So if you were to do it in the next five days, we could actually do it for 4300 Yeah. If you're thinking about doing it, you should do it now. Right. Something has to change yeah. in order. But if you just go out there and you left a $20,000 estimate a week ago, and now you go, well, hey, we'll do it for 18000 now. Yeah. Now you look like a shady company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you guys aren't doing a lot of outbounding, I guess, right? We do a ton of outbounding. 
I guess uh, in terms of just trying to get tune-ups and stuff like that booked? Tune-ups. Uh, we have a goal that we want to talk to everyone in our customer base once a year on the phone. Okay. So at this point, there's like 300,000 people over a long period <laughs> yeah. of time. Yeah. It's a, it's a tall it's a tall order. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do do outbounding, just making contact. One thing we do is we just call and say hi. Okay. Say, I mean, it's kind of nice when someone calls you and they don't need something. Yeah. So it's just, hey, just milestone. We hadn't talked to you, making sure all, everything in his life is good. Really no reason for the call, just just saying hi. It's, it's a marketing function. It's a marketing function. That's interesting. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to pivot a little bit, if it's all right. You still got some time. I'm great. Okay. Very good. Uh, materials, equipment, it's bananas right now. Yep. Um, you, a lot of what you talked about today yep. was, was, was a, you know, how you need to affect your price based on that. Yep. Maybe could you just kind of reiterate yeah. what you share with everyone? I mean, it's 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 a bad movie, and I'm I'm in it. I'm the star player in ours. <laughs> I don't understand why we do what we do yeah. and why we don't do what we should do. Yeah. Name me another company, another industry that doesn't change their price frequently. Right. Okay, we're staying in, this is a hotel. Sure. How often do they change their prices? All the time. Every day. Yeah. Every hour. Yeah. I flew over on an airplane. They changed their prices. The airplane had fuel. Its prices change. Um, uh, uh, everything is changing yeah. all of the time, except our industry. Our standard operating is beginning of the year, we're going to do a 3% increase. Yeah. Or here recently, it's we're going to do it, you know, man, we better look at a price increase every two to three, uh, two or three times a year. Right. Why aren't we changing it? I'm not going to say daily. Yeah. But why aren't we changing it monthly? Why aren't we changing it weekly if need be? Why would we let three bad weeks go by without changing it? I mean, the devil's in the details. And so uh, that's something that we're, we're, there's other people in the industry that are doing it well. Um, We're going to get there here pretty quickly. You know, it's so funny when people are trying to improve margin. (laughs) The biggest line item on the, on the P&L is what? Labor. Absolutely. Okay. If there's somebody watching this or listening to it that knows how to go to your people to get them that they'll accept less pay, yeah. please email me, Gus at callmilestone.com. <laughs> so then the second thing is materials. Yeah. Well, your materials are generally negotiated and, you, and, and you're trying to do a good job. Sure. But it's not like you pay $1,000 for something and, oh, my God, I found we can pay $500 for it. Right. It's We're paying 1000 and I found somewhere I can buy it for $990. i am yeah. not saying that's not meaningful and we should take advantage of that. The next one's advertising. Big number. We're all trying to do a good job on that. The next one on there is fleet. And uh, fleet, you know, what are we going to do? Not fill up the trucks, or you yeah. know, you know, oh, I, you know, I pay thirty nine ninety nine for an oil change, and you pay forty nine. That's not. A, it, at the end of the day, we're all managing costs. Yeah, it's the price that we're screwing up on. Sure. And so, uh, as I was telling, uh, w- one thing that we're trying to do. Increase price, monitor closing, which we call win rate. Sure. And if that's unaffected, that means the market didn't care. Right. You know, there's obviously some long-term effects on if you price too high, people said yes, but they didn't want to use you in the future. Yeah. Someone smarter than me from Princeton is going to have to figure that one out. Because yeah. the buy cycle's so long in our business, yeah. we don't get that data. Yeah. I, the prices that we're making right now, I mean, the prices that we're charging right now, at the end of the day, we don't know. Yeah the effect of that for five till five years from now. Yeah. And so say, say I think all these businesses should be earning 15% net profit. Yeah. Say you're at 13%. And so that means on a thousand dollar job, you need to charge a thousand thirty. Right. 
I yeah. mean, thirty ball. I'm not saying thirty dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. But uh, that's uh, that's that's your cup of coffee, coffees for the week. Sure. I mean, are people gonna? Is it gonna? What everyone in this industry needs to keep on the tip of their tongue is this 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 phrase: Is it? Does it change behavior? Right. You know, when we pay our technicians a different way, will it change behavior to a desired result? When we when we when we up our price or lower our price, at the end of the day, did it change the behavior of the consumer? Right, right. And we have to we have to watch that. We make too many changes as a as an industry that don't actually change any behavior. Right. And and I, I think everyone on our side is too price conscious in the first yeah. place. Like for sure, I yeah, someone might go, Boy, milestone was really expensive. Yeah. But you know, in in a year in a plum some plumbing fixture breaks or whatever, and they make two calls to Joe Bob and whatever. You know, yeah, we'll get you in three weeks. Yeah. And they're like, God, I want to get this done. Yeah. Well, I'm going to call Milestone, yeah. right? Because they know you're attentive. Yeah. Service, at the, I feel like 30 years ago, you worried, everyone was price-driven. Now it's 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 time. Time and value, time and, time and ease of use. It's ease of use, right. which is the major driver in our world right now. Yeah. It's why Uber's great. It's why Amazon's great. It's why people are, Google's great. It's, it's It makes it easy. Yeah. And time is a huge part of being easy. Yes. Um, and, and so I think it's a, it's a, it's a, Interesting thing. That's where our business tries to live on. How easy is this for the consumer? Right. Yeah. Right. In terms of staying in the materials and equipment world, uh, I asked you the scalability question with call center. Yeah. I hear all the time. Okay, I'm getting good. I'm getting larger. I'm getting pretty good with the training and, and producing the sales side, but I still can't figure out material repl- replenishment and, and and so to drive that gross margin in that way. Yeah. What are some things you learned in terms of of that back end? Is it is it doing a VMI or do you guys do all in-house stuff or, or yeah? What what would you recommend? Uh, you know, my partner uh, has always done a really good job with that, yeah. and it's given me the blessing of not being terribly involved with that. Sure. He's not terribly involved in the business anymore, but has set up so many good systems that that kind of works for us. Yeah. What I've heard him say, and I would one hundred percent agree with, is uh, we're not in the material business, right? And I see so many contractors. They really want to figure out, oh, I got my warehouse set up this way and I got my da, 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 da. At the end of the day, do a VMI, do whatever gets the stuff back on the guy's trucks <laughs> the fastest. Yeah. However that looks for you. Yeah. You can just have a big shop and you can have duct tape on the floor that says 102 yeah. and you just dump their stuff and they come in and get it. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, Get the stuff on their trucks. Yeah. And, and I think uh, Mark and our business has done a good job with that. Of, yeah. You know... At the end of the day, maybe you just need to pay 10% more and have a VMI, and yeah. so it's handled. Yeah. Because that's how we make money is 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 taking care of the consumer. Sure. Not paying less for material. Right. So right. Um, I, I do think that that continues to change. Every now and then, it'll jump up as a pain point for yeah. us, and then uh, we'll make some adjustments okay. that'll go back down. Okay. You mentioned it before I, I shift completely. You mentioned, you know, vehicles. Yep. Uh, I know you're huge, so maybe it's not as big of an issue, but I gotta believe it is. I see yeah. a lot of empty car lots. Yeah. What are you doing about fleet? It's and, eight. It's eight months out. And, and, and so you're just really trying to project what your your needs are at that point. Yep. Yep. Are you changing how you maintain your vehicles? We've always uh, our our average vehicle has always been on the longer. We we're very meticulous. Yeah. Uh, uh, my partner again has, has done a good job on that, uh, and it's something we call the broken window okay. philosophy. Back in the uh, when they were trying to clean up New York, New York City. City, yeah, they okay. Said, we'll, we'll fix the windows in the neighborhood, and that'll make 
the crime go down because they'll right. see that we're fixing the little stuff. One of our philosophies has been that with our vehicles, which is if you're a technician and we're passing that truck to this 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 other technician, we pull the uh, tires off and paint the 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 the, the hubcaps. We redo the upholstery. Oh. We just make it brand new. Interesting. Uh, on the aesthetics and then also mechanically. I think, you know, our average vehicles, seven to eight years. Okay. We just keep them new looking, keep them going. And um, so. In house mechanics that take care, make sure it's. It's a combination. Okay. But yeah, a yeah. lot of that stuff. And so um, uh, it's eight months out. It's and, just what it is. It is what it is. And I would tell most SGI members. If you have four trucks, have the fifth one waiting. Yeah. Just sitting there waiting for the guy to come in. It sucks. But at the end of the day, the only thing it's actually costing you is maybe the insurance payment. Yeah. Because you're just paying it off. Right. It's not going down in value. Right. Just sitting there. Right. And so, um, crap, these days it's going up in value sitting there. Most bizarre thing in it's, my entire it's life. It's the most bizarre thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. So, but yeah, I mean, I think we're in the same boat as everyone else. Yeah. So, okay. we, the, the, the manufacturers actually don't like people like us sometimes mm. because they'd rather make a bunch of different people happy than one person happy. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they know we have to have the vehicles. Yeah, and so um, that's interesting. Yeah, we we don't have like a significant advantage in that situation. Okay, that's interesting. All right. Yeah. Pivot. We driving sales and and and, and net profit and gross margin, all that stuff. A lot of it comes down to all that is supported by culture. Yeah, that can be done without the heartbeat of the business. Yeah. Um, you know, you grew this, your business quickly. I mean, I know it's been 20 years, but it's pretty quickly yeah, where you yep, are. Yep. How do you lose, how do you not lose that heartbeat as you go from 250,000 yep. to, you know, yep. all the way up? Like, yep. what are some things, because there's so many members that are doing well now and, yep. and they're scaling and, but that's that, they worry because at some point, you know, if the yeah. culture goes bad, it all falls apart. Yeah, so w- what are some things that you would advise? Great question. I don't have the answers and certainly haven't done it all right. Sure. Right off the top of my, my mind, the things I would tell you is whatever gets celebrated and rewarded is what's going to get repeated. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the organization grows, if it's always been about caring about the customer, yeah. but as we put in new people, the the, the voice of the owner becomes, or the founder becomes more diluted over time. Right. If he was the person that always celebrated uh, taking care of the customer, and he's still doing that, but now you have three other managers that aren't doing that exact same thing, yeah. it's going to change. Yeah. We never recognize uh, revenue production outside of uh, a team meeting. Uh, I'll never send out an email say, to a, to a company-wide email or text message or video where I say, I want to recognize Bob for selling $100,000 last month. Really? So I don't want fo- our company built on that. I so want, you focus on taking care of people, going above and giving find, a pickle? I'm going to give a pickle. We're going to do the give a pickle. I'm going to find a story of, man, Bob was at a call. The customer said uh, uh, their their mailbox was loose or Bob just noticed it. Yeah. He had the stuff. He fixed it. The customer wrote in this. It's people like Bob that are making this whole thing work. Thank you. Yeah. What I've noticed is, Though, as, a, as an organization grows, if that, if that isn't being done by everybody, yeah. then the, the, the voice is becoming less and less and less and less. Yeah. And so um, that comes back to values. I was yeah. just having this conversation uh, earlier with someone. You, you, you try to make sure the next group has those. Yeah. I mean, I think that sounds easy, but... It, it sounds incredibly hard. It is. And this is, <laughs> and this is what I've found. And people can do whatever they want with this information. It's hard. Is this. 
I uh, really corny. I'll just okay. say this. Uh, there's a Luke Combs call song. I enjoy Luke Combs uh, doing this. Yeah, what a, I love the song. Basically said, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be doing Still this. Still doing it. Yeah. And what I found is for the people on your team, in large part, depending on whatever type of organization you want to build and how you want to build it, I don't even care what that is. Yeah. They would need to be doing this if they weren't doing this. And let me give you that example. I figured out for myself. I care about uh, uh, impacting our team, customer, and community for God. That's that's my thing. Yeah. I figured out if someone came and bought Milestone, we went bankrupt, fill in the blank, and I was working at a grocery store, Yeah. I'd be walking to that grocery store trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah. That's because that's who I am. Yeah. What I figured out is with value alignment, yeah. I have to have people that would be doing what we're doing, yeah. even if they went over to... Uh, Wells Fargo, Baker Brothers, SGI, yeah. it doesn't matter. Right. Because I've heard people in our organization say, oh, Gus, I know it's important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, or I know what the company is about. Well, the company is not a person. Yeah. And so what I would tell everybody is being super intentional about the people you select for those spots, yep. you need to feel like whatever it is, the culture, yep. whether it's customer-focused, faith-based, I don't care, those people would be doing that whether they were with you or with not. Yeah. It's exhausting <laughs> trying to get people to believe in what you believe in. Right. It's so much easier to surround yourself with people that are generally have the same values. Yeah. And now we just set strategy. Yeah. But I'm not walking behind going, well, why would you celebrate sales when we're supposed to be celebrating this? Or you didn't notice that this guy hadn't come in, uh, that he was sitting by himself at a meeting yeah. and you look like he was in tears, like it didn't occur to you to go talk to him? Right. It's not the person's fault. I put the wrong person in the wrong spot. Yeah. So that's what I would say is being super intentional about, and one thing, and, and, and I know this is probably long-winded on this, but, you know, I'm more interested in what you do outside of the office and what yeah. you do inside of the office. Yeah. That's my telltale. Okay. Because give me proof that you do things for free yeah. that we ask that we pay you to do here. Yeah. Because we're gonna be really we're gonna do something really good when we get that. Yeah. Show me that you're involved in the community. Yeah. Show me you're involved at your church. Show me that uh, you. you that you're that you're just family one, your wife and your kids and all that is 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 moving down the track of life. I'm not yeah. saying this is not any issue because we all have those. Sure. I don't care if you're divorced, but you know what I mean. It happens. Yeah. Show me outside of work. Yeah. Because I know that's when no one's making you do anything. Yeah. And then when you come into our organization, I can say, man, you have the freedom to do all those things you do outside here. Yeah. And so that's kind of been our, we've unfortunately have figured that out. That was not a uh, uh, thought one. Support for this podcast comes from NAVAC. NAVAC is a global manufacturer and has dedicated over 25 years to the production of vacuum pumps, recovery solutions, and HVAC tools. NAVAC draws upon its commitment to technical innovation, customer service, and R&D investment to develop tools that deliver efficiency, accuracy, and ease of use in the real world. Visit www.navacglobal.com for more information. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking to Gus Antos of Milestone in DFW. So far, Gus has shared insight into his context, including how it's evolved over time. He's also given us thoughts on materials and equipment price increases, as well as how Milestone is navigating the lack of vehicles available. 
Uh, in the second half, we will dip back into the discussion of culture as it pertains to leadership development in the business, the size of Milestone. We're going to talk M&A, and I get Gus to give us a glimpse into how he sees Milestone growing to $1.2 billion over the next 15 years. So let's jump back to my conversation with Gus Santos of Milestone. So culture is driven, you, you know, you set the baseline, the leaders drive it as we discussed. Yep. Um, but you still need to pour into your leaders right, yep. to help them. Yep. You talked about earlier some kind of training you do for your leaders, but I've also heard you say you don't, just, you don't care just about them developing professionally. Yep. You want them to develop personally. Yep. So what, is, what does that look like at Milestone to yep. develop people both professionally and personally? Yeah, so um, uh, I have a little presentation that I've done, and it's uh, you could Google uh, Romano Tours Adam Sandler. Okay. It's a Saturday Night Live skit. Okay. And... He has a funny thing where he comes on. He pretends to be this Italian guy, and he runs uh, uh, tours in Italy. Okay, and, I think uh, I've seen this actually. Yeah, it's really good. And he goes, "Man, you're going to come to Italy for ten days. You're going to love it. <laughs> We're going to go down the Amalfi Coast. We're going to teach you how to flip dough, pizza dough. We're going to drink red wine. We're going to do all these things." Yeah. He goes, "You're going to love it." And that's what we can do. He goes, "However, what we have noticed." Is that if you are an unhappy person in America, yeah. when you come on this tour, we cannot make you a happy person. However, we can show you how to drink red wine while you're there. Uh, <laughs> he goes through this whole thing, and I show it. I think it's really, really, really evident for our businesses. Yeah. And so people say, uh, well, why do you talk about personally? Well, who people are outside of our business is who they're always going to default to inside of our business. Right. You've had um, crappy personal days. Sure. I have had crappy yeah, personal days. My kids acting a fool. My wife and I got into it about something. I show up to the office. Yeah. I can fake it for, right. pretend to be happy for a couple days, but if that thing's persisting, you got a sick kid or whatever, yeah. at some point you put your head on your desk and you're just like, I can't, I can't fake it anymore. Right. People default who they are. Yeah at work to who they are professionally right. or personally. And so I'm more interested in helping our team um, continue down the personal development path yep. because I think it's good for them, which is one of my passions in life. Yep. I want our story to be, we just helped people. And then I do think it's good for us professionally. Sure. And so, um, you know, we do a lot of stuff on that. Okay. If you're going to put my team leaders uh, uh, in a room for an hour and you're going to make me choose between talk about business strategy or life strategy, personal development, I'll always choose personal development. Okay. Um, because we are in the people business. Yeah. Or the people business. Right. So I cannot lead people very well if I'm not developing myself. Right. Uh, 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 to pull someone up, you have to be on higher ground. Right. And we're in the people business. I mean, I just don't think people understand this. It's taken even us a long time to understand it. Yeah. Our mechanism, mechanism is a human being. Yeah. So we have to be very good personally and professionally taking that to them. And so uh, I can't think of a time when we've been failing, Bob, because we're making the wrong professional dis decisions. Mm -hmm. Oh, you didn't know how to price a job. You didn't. We can adjust that. Right. The big problems in the business have always been people. But, right. And I have a, a team of people walk in that are upset about something. It's all because the team leader wasn't hearing them. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't, and he's not hearing them because 
he either does or doesn't know how he has so much crap going on in yeah, his life. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? It does, but I, I want to get to the tactic part. Yeah. Of it. We've talked theoretically, but tactically, how yeah. do you help them develop personally? What are yeah. things that you, 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 is it just you talking every Friday to the team? Like, what are some yeah. things tactically that yeah. me as a $10 million business owner that's like, okay, I feel like we've grown too fast and there's some yeah. rum. Like, what are some things so, I can do? So, since you get to ask all the questions, I get to ask one. Are you... Do you go to a faith-based organization, a church, or anything like that? Yes. How often do you try to do that? I try to go every Sunday. Okay, every Sunday. Which 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 message? Which one message changed your entire life and oh, made you? That's a heavy question. Right. So, <laughs> so in our business, yeah, our philosophy is it has to be uh, consistent. Okay. Content, frequently and often. Okay. There is no one set thing to answer your question tactically yeah we have it for our leadership team we have curriculum okay uh and there is so much under the sun okay that just i mean I, there's so much but uh people can find it but uh just grab a book and go through it as a team okay and just getting it on the i know it's what you're after here is is but hear me saying this i understand it's we do have weekly standing time. We yeah. have monthly standing time. But what's more important than that is that whenever I'm spending time yeah. with my direct team, yeah. that I'm exhibiting the values okay. of what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, I don't care if people are faith-based or not. Yeah. We can all agree that Jesus had a pretty profound impact on this world. Absolutely. They, uh, BC 80, like, they, <laughs> they named this time system after him. Best-selling book ever. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. I don't even care. Yeah, it is what, what we is. can say is that he was an incredible leader because what the, the thing that he was preaching is still going. Yeah. And what he did was he found 12 people that he didn't meet with once a week. He found 12 people that he spent his entire life with on earth, yeah. the ins and the outs. I would say we can try to manufacture certain cultures. We can try to manufacture, and I do think we have to be intentional. Yeah. You know, this week we're going to talk about this, and this month okay. we're going to talk about this, and okay. we're going to do that. But I can get rid of that if I had to, and my direct team, the constant interactions, and me talking all the time, it's like raising kids. Yeah. I don't sit them, those yeah. kids down once a, once a, a good week analogy. and say, yeah. yeah, it's every single thing. It's how lesson. you treat them. And it's the same way in business. Yeah. Because you get the right people, then they're going to go ahead and treat the, the next level, the next level within that, your business that's, the right way. The crazy thing is, is that we shouldn't need curriculum when we're hiring the right people. We do need alignment. Yes. And we we all do need uh, 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 guiding principles and stuff like that. And I have no problem with curriculum. We do it. Yeah. But it's really hard to put into curriculum how to treat uh, our, 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 we have a saying of how we behave. Yeah. Instead of values, which is we work hard with humility while being aware of how our actions and our words affect others. Yeah. It's really hard to train people on some of those things. We do have conflict resolution classes we talk about. Yeah. Hey, be more aware. But at the end of the day, it's hard for me to follow someone around and say, well, don't say it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we're just trying to, I'm not, and this is where people get off. They're like, well, I go, hold on, we'll hire anybody. Yeah. Like to put them in an entry-level position. Mm. I'm talking about if you're going to lead people in our organization, I need to see that uh, Bob invests in other people and himself outside of this office. Yeah. 
And I need to see that he's passionate about that. Because how we win here is finding people that are passionate about other people. Yeah. That's how we win. Sure. If you're a self-serving person, it doesn't work at Milestone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, because the technicians end up getting mad and they leave. Yeah. I mean, does yeah. that make sense? To so, yes, tactically, we have all that. It's weekly. It's monthly. We have Wisetail. They can log on and look at it. Okay. It's all there. It's all there, yeah. But it's a very... Don't get hung up, hung up yeah, on that. Yeah, you're talking about... Hey, is that organization scales? Yeah. Uh, uh, how how do you keep that together? What I would say is, if name name me any organization, um, uh, uh, name one. I don't even care. Just name anyone. <laughs> Brothers. Bro, uh, well, Lynn. no, uh, uh, no. Oh, uh, outside of our industry. Outside of our industry, a big one. Oh, Apple. Apple. If whether you like it or not. Yeah. I'm not saying this would be a good thing. It'd probably be a nightmare. And say Apple has 50,000 employees and there's 100 senior leaders. Yeah. If you found 100 people like me and you just turned us loose and said, you're basically going to run a business inside of our business, which is what happens at big ones. Sure. And it's exact replicas of Bob or yeah. exact replicas of Gus. Yeah. The culture is going to go down like that. Mm -hmm. It's the problem is, is when we put... You have a set of values. I have a set of values. You have a set of values. You have a set of values. And none of those values are with the person that founded the company yeah. that wants it. I mean, it seems so obvious. If I founded the company and I have a set of values, which is what creates the culture, yeah. the only way that's going to be replicated is by putting people that have those same values yeah. in there. And when you do that, in that example of Apple, if you put a hundred of me or you fill in the blank, you wouldn't have to get them all in a room and constantly talk about, hey, if say it's me, hey Gus, we got to figure out how to. Remember today, we got to we got to impact our team, customer, and community in a positive way. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, no, I know, I'm doing that. I'm gonna go do that all day long and do that with my team, yeah. and I'm gonna because that's just how I'm wired. Sure, we make the mistake of putting the wrong people in that are wired differently than what our expected outcome is. Yeah. That's interesting. Seems really simple. It's not. Well, no. I mean, yeah. you get caught up with everything else that's going around in a yeah. business. You don't. Yeah. It's hard to clarify but sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, that's we're talking about higher level strategy here in one of these home service businesses. It's hard. Yeah. You have to have those right people. Yeah. Fascinating. So, well, a few more if you don't yeah, mind. Great. Uh, I just I'm enjoying this, and I know you're a busy guy. So when I got you, I'm, I'm going to take great. advantage of it. <laughs> I love being here. Merger and acquisition. Yep. Oh my God. What? I mean, it, how crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, I'm sure you, you, if you aren't still getting 20 calls a day, oh, yeah. someone trying to, to yeah. buy your business. Yeah. Uh, why is home services so attractive to private equity right now? Well, in your opinion, I'd love to hear Because uh, all the things that uh, we know that have happened since 2000, uh, Y2K, 9-11 terrorism, war on terror, uh, the Great Recession, the housing market crisis, um, uh the European meltdown of Brexit, uh, or whatever that was called, um, <laughs> the dot-com burst, coronavirus. Yeah. Through all of that, yeah. the companies have held together and continued to grow. Right. While there's been huge swings in other industries, yeah. we've all been marching these numbers up. Then, through coronavirus, the worst thing that's happened in American history in a long time, yep. I mean, possibly ever, I don't know, yep. uh, as far as just that pandemic-type thing, well, we saw what happens when people get freaked out. Yeah. Uh, they go to their house. Yeah. And they invest in their biggest investment, which is their house. Yeah. And so, uh, and I think all of them, it's twofold. I think all of them are thinking there's some big disruptor yeah. coming. 
And if they could aggregate, they could be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And then I also think they're all going, This there is no disruptor possible in this organi- uh, in the trades. Yeah. It's a very stable, they can't be replicated by robots or anything else. It's a people business, yeah. and it's very sustainable. Yeah. And I think they're, they're seeing both of those things. And um, uh, I think that's why I think, you know, for a long time, uh, you know, a book written, I'll go to 2,000 years ago, Proverbs, it says, uh, Proverbs, uh, I think it's 22.19 or 22.29 says, skilled laborers will always be in demand mm. and uh, be recognized for their work. Yeah. It hasn't changed. It's not like a spiritual thing. It's just someone that recognized that 2,000 years ago. No. Like people that know what they're doing with skilled, that their hands, they'll always be in demand because there's no shortcut. Yeah. You yeah. can't, there's no shortcut for it. Yeah. So, and I, that's my perspective of why it's in such high demand. And then, um, investors are generally emotional. Mm-hmm. So, take the dot com, take the housing market. I don't know if I should buy home service businesses, but they're doing it. Yeah. So I should just go buy more of that. You really think it's become that? Oh, it's right now. It's I guess a, that makes sense. You you phrase it. Yeah. The other bur- you know. I mean, you see all these private equity groups. Yeah. One of them did it, and it worked well. Yeah. And then this is what happens in our industry. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, I see, somebody sees a home service company do that, and they go, "Well, they're smart. If they're doing it, it must work. I'll do it." Yeah. And then without a, a perfect understanding, that's what's happening here. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. now it's just an emotional thing, yeah. and then there's so much money in the market that. Uh, people are like, I've got to invest this in something. Everyone, my investor group said they want home service companies. I'll overpay for it so they'll be happy. Yeah. And they don't even know what overpay means. Right, right. So I got to ask, yeah. why, why have you decided not to participate? Yeah, uh, I'll answer that for the 20th time. Today. <laughs> uh, no, That's all right. No, it's a great question. Uh, the mis- it, f- it feels like the mistake that... Um, a lot of business owners make is we all define success differently. Yes. And so, or we never define it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've come to terms with what I, what I, would, I told you, my little Luke Combs song. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't doing this, I would be doing this. Yeah. I, I've spent 20 years doing this. Yeah. If I sold this, I, for me, since you asked me why haven't I, I don't believe that I've, uh, uh, I, I don't believe that I would sell it I actually got an email yesterday saying, we have an offer right now that would make it the highest multiple ever paid in our industry for your company. Yeah. And it's so easy for me to hit. I responded back, say thank you, and then hit delete because I've come to terms with, I never actually started this to become uh, so wealthy I never had to do anything. Okay. Of course I want to make money. Well, sure. But I never started it so I wouldn't have to do anything. I don't think for me in my life it, it would be fruitful for me to sell it and then say, man, it was a hard run, and now I'm done. Yeah, I believe I'm always going to be called to impacting my team, customers, and community for God. I'd rather just do it with the team that I'm doing it with. Yeah, I've made more money than I've ever dreamed of making at this sure. point. Sure. And so if that means I'm not selling at an all-time high, I can peacefully say that was never my success metric. So if I miss that mark, I'm going to be perfectly fine with it because that's not a mark for me. Yeah. A lot of people, they get like violent with me when I tell them that. And I'm like... <laughs> Hey, I didn't say you should be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If your goal was to start a home service business and make $100 million and you did it, I'll give you a high five. 
Like, I think that's great. Sure. Take me somewhere fun with you. I don't care. Right. Mine was to impact team, customers, and community for God. I'm doing that. And I'm at the point in life where I've worked really hard getting something going. Yeah. The thought of selling it and now knowing that after one week, yeah. I would get right back into the business, a business of some sort, maybe not the homeowner, and, and start rebuilding that. I got two little boys, 9 and 11. I, my workload is consistent and predictable. Okay. And so I'm not having to stay up You're late, grinding, grinding up, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And so I just think it's different for every single person. Um, you like the autonomy as well. I do. Uh, yeah, I, I would make a... That there's there's not an option that I see of me working well with somebody. <laughs> I like I like making dumb decisions without anyone saying I can't do it. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and I think I, I think that that this could help other people. Yeah. Um, I'll say this is that um, because I know what my personal mission statement is. Yeah, I've always made the best decision for the organization. Okay, and so when we we sit down and we've been growing milestone, it's always been my, Mark and I who. We started it as what's the best thing for the company? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now. I use this example all the time. If a uh, if a uh, Chick Fil A came to me and said, "Hey, we want to get into home services, and we feel like you could help us do it," I would say, "Great. I guess buy me out. Let me keep doing what I'm doing, and we'll partner together." Okay. It just helps. It's that would be the next best thing for the organization. Yeah. They're not doing that because they're smart. They like <laughs> they like a business where they can see, feel, and touch everything that's happening. Sure. Um, but if, if an organization came and said, hey, Gus, we think we can actually help you do what you're doing uh, uh, better. Yeah. And that was the best decision for the organization. Our people, I would do it in two yeah, seconds. It's not about same. money. never has been. I don't want it to ever be. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, you know, I may be sitting here five years from now interviewing me. Like, God, Bob, I should have sold. <laughs> uh, and I always live to that. No, with that. that's all right. So, that's all right. Okay. In wrapping up, yeah. what, what are some things Milestone is working on this year to get better? Like what are some rocks or something you guys have yeah. on? Um, always and forever being the, the, uh, the uh, we call them winning moves, the best place for technicians to work. Mm-hmm. Um, something as simple as right now is all of our technicians like have apprentices. Mm-hmm. The end of the day, they have to take them back to the shop, which makes our our, our technicians get home later. Yeah, just have the apprentice get an Uber back to the shop so the technician can go straight home. Yeah, S- simple stuff like that. We're always trying to improve our technicians' lives. Yep, and we're always dissecting it, tearing it down, putting it back together, talking to the technicians. So we're always doing that, um, and so uh, doing that. Uh, what we call our advantage program mm-hmm. is something that we're working on. Um, and, and more than a club membership because of our business, because of DFW and because we have multiple lines of services, I think it's going to make sense for us to have a, uh, a platform and the ability for someone to say, I'm a milestone home. And that's more than just two tune-ups and discounts. Okay. So we're working on some stuff like that in the background. Um, uh, we're continuing to work on, um, uh, uh, ease of use. Okay. How do we just be the easiest company to use? I'm not talking about home services. Yeah. It's got to be when I order something off Amazon to schedule with us needs to be that easy. Yeah. So we're working on stuff like that. And then we're working on leadership. I, I, I mean, I know I have our five things that are super organized in that sense. I know what our five winning moves are yeah. uh, and, and continuing for leadership development mm-hmm. is for us to go where we want to go, we have to be super intentional about the ability to recognize who the right leaders are, 
give them the resources so they can learn. Yeah. And then um, have a uh, a grading system that we can tell if they are struggling, where are they struggling, and how can we help them. Okay. And so we're building, we're continuing to tinker and build with that. So, okay. um, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a hard industry. Yeah. Um, I'm in the middle of running our HVAC department. Really. Um, we made a transition. We took. We basically switched Derek Jeter and A Rod. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy on our team that's really gifted at some at a set of tasks. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, let me do what you're doing. You come do this, and we're we're looking for a new leader in the organization outside okay. the organization. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, yeah. right now, but if you're not willing to do it, then you should sell the company. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, um, uh, that's it. Interesting. So, yeah. Last question. Yeah. You're 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 very strategic. I know yeah. you're big thing. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Like, what yeah. is the end? I know your goal is to help people. And, yeah. But I mean, when you look at where you're going to be in 10 years, what does that look like in your mind? Oh, you'd be, you'd be, you'd, you'd run out of the room because you <laughs> thought you're talking to an idiot. Uh, so if you uh, grow your top line of revenue at 15% annually, yep. and you do that every five years, yep. you double your organization. Mm-hmm. So five years from now, that means we could potentially be around 300 million in revenue. Uh, five years from then, we could be at 600 million, and five years from then, we could be at 1.2 billion. Um, I hope in 15 years' time, we're doing that. We've hit that. We're doing it in DFW. I'm not going to give you all of my strategy behind that. It's definitely different than I think the people in the home service industry think about. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to say it just in case uh, it's the dumbest thing that I've ever we ever tried. <laughs> but I think that's our goal. Okay. And, and just keep but to doing stay that. in the DFW. Stay in DFW. It's fun for us, and I'll tell you why is is this whole, uh, I just really encourage people to think about who am I and what charges my batteries? And what would I say just personally if I wrote a sentence on what I would want my eulogy or some of my work on this earth to be? Yeah. I think everyone should think about that. They haven't. Yeah. Because I can say mine is to impact our our team, customer, community, people, for God. Yeah. Um, it's fun for us, and I'll tell you why. We've spent... I spent time flying over to Liberia and Africa doing all these water projects and helping people, some of it under faith, some of it just out of humanitarian efforts. Yeah. The inefficiency of that for me, sending money over there, it gets caught up uh, in the different, the government and the this, that, and the other. Yeah. A- and uh, I still want those people to be helped. But what I learned is if I take those resources and we invest them in DFW, yeah. my businesses are there, I'm there, our team members are there, which are team members that also generally kind of believe those same things. Yep. And then we take our resources and we say, hey, we're going to build a homeless shelter. We're going to build a battered women's shelter. We have volunteers that go there. We have people that send people there. We have the money there. We have the resources there. Yeah. So it's a one big, like, little happy circle of uh, 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 life, like on Lion King and uh, Elk John, <laughs> if you want to say that. Oh, yeah. That's what sounds fun to us. That's cool. Is what... In 15 years, if we were able to do that, and we had, you know, seven or 8,000 employees in DFW, and we had that type of revenue and that type of resources, yeah. like, we could make a meaningful impact in that community. That's cool. And so, that sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if that doesn't work, I'll just come uh, uh, be a coach at SGI. Hey, we, we welcome that. So, I'm right, sure yeah. Rebecca would be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gus. Thank you so much for all your time, buddy. All right, you guys are great. It. Thank you, as always. Awesome. 
That's Gus Antos of Milestone and DFW. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, if you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we will continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in residential contracting. This has been The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Owens Corning Air Care Contractor Program. Uncover hidden opportunities and take your HVAC business to the next level with Owens Corning. Owens Corning has done the work to provide you with a turnkey system from sales training to in-home tools with a simple story that practically sells itself. Add duct replacement and attic insulation to your service offering as a part of our program and elevate your sales today. For more information, visit owenscorning.com slash retrofit contractor. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager-to-help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.